I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm an actor, producer, and writer, and I'm also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I also am an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... Before we get started, why don't we tell you how you can get a hold of us? You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you have a question you want us to answer or you want to give feedback about the show, you can reach us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com. Remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. Also, if you like the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a rating or a comment. Your ratings and comments help new people find the show. You know, we've talked about um, going to parties and we've talked about going to networking events and we've talked about um, going on dates and we've talked about all those things. So there's a imagine this, there's a social event. Mm-hmm. And you agreed to go to it. You committed to going to it. Oh, boy. You know, yeah. Two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. the day of, as the time to leave to go to that thing approaches, you start telling yourself things <laughs> that might give you an out, like uh-huh. things that you tell yourself so that you don't go. Yeah, like suddenly you're wondering if someone has an emergency in your family. Oh, please, God, let someone have an emergency in the yeah. family. You know? Oh, please, let that uh, anonymous uncle I've never met before be in the hospital nearby me that I have to go see. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's been times where I, without even prompting, it's not even that I say in my head, I don't want to go. Or it's just that little feeling in your stomach that's suddenly going, I wonder what excuses I could make to not go right now. And then suddenly it just, it, it just comes out like a fountain, all these different excuses. And it's like, you're just slinging mud at the wall to see what's going to stick. A lot of times it's like the, the, the moment comes and I, I should be getting ready to go. And I actually literally lose all interest in going. Oh yeah. I just, I don't want to put my shoes on. I don't want to yeah. get ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. There've been times when I like I'm like, okay, so w- was I directly invited to this, or was it just a Facebook invite? Because if it was just a Facebook <laughs> invite, um, who cares? It was just yeah. a Facebook. There's no but obligation. If somebody me and said, "Hey, can you come to this thing?" Now I have to think of an excuse if I'm not going to go. Exactly. But if I'm really honest, like there's there's that's sort of like a light thing. I have to admit that that this topic sort of hit me kind of hard because I have to admit that many of the things that I tell myself are not kind. You know, just putting it out there for us as the people on this side of, you know, giving the self-care is important. And, you know, sometimes we don't want to do these things, but we have to. I have full out admitted that I ignore my messenger Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I just don't need any more friends. That is pretty, it sounds pretty harsh, but for my the sake of my self-care, I'm not going to hold back. So if any mean comments are going to be said, I'll do it. We're going to do this. But I'm going to tell everyone right now, I have absolutely lied to get out of situations. Oh, to sure. get out of hanging out. 
You know what though? That's 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 actually not what I'm talking about. The when I the excuses I'm making are not kind to myself. Oh, okay. Well, elaborate on that. Um I will tell myself that so the story that I'm most likely to say to tell myself is that nobody really likes me anyway. What? And so um there will be like this event and I will think to myself, you know what? Nobody likes me there anyway. And so um, I don't go. Oh. And I, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it takes a lot for me to, to get there because one of the things I'm telling myself the whole way there is that people don't actually like me. And is that, you know, and I've been doing some thinking about that. And, you know, uh, on my blog where I was, uh, every year I do a thing on my on my personal blog where I talk about, um, things I want to, to do better. Um, one of the things I want to do is be nicer to myself and sort of try to not do the negative self-talk, uh, about the fact that nobody likes me. But the truth is that, that that's where my mind goes when I'm trying to get out of a social event. Oh, Phil, it's terrible. Don't do that to yourself. Okay. I mean, like it's easier said than done. Like I, have, <laughs> I yeah, like I don't want to be that person here. Uh, but, you know, it's easier said than done. And I get that. I think the only times I really get down on myself and, and I become mean to myself is when I'm on my way to, uh, you know, maybe a networking event where there's lots of theater artists and I'm wondering, okay, I, I don't measure up to these people. I'm not adequate enough. And I, I have nothing to offer. And they really, I have this feeling they don't like me. So mm -hmm. I do that to myself too. But the thing though, is that you're still you're still doing it. You're still making your art that that's what I have to remind myself. I'm still doing it. Right. Mm. And shame on them. If that's what they're actually thinking, I'm going to be doing the finger wagging here and doing the shame on you theaters for everyone. But in your case, is this every situation that, that you fought like a social situation or even a work event? Like, is it anything that you start to get these thoughts about yourself? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't know where I, I think it comes from a long time ago. Um, when I was, you know, a teenager and in my early twenties, um, I was one of those people who had the kind of, I don't know if it's social awkwardness, social anxiety, self-esteem issues, where if I saw people laughing, I figured they were laughing at me. Right. And so there's that, mm -hmm. that anxiety slash self-esteem thing oh, where, yeah, um, absolutely. you don't feel particularly good about yourself. And I've, I've done a lot of work and I feel generally good about myself, except when I'm about to head out to a social situation. And that's when I can easily talk myself out of not going, because why would I go to an event where nobody likes me? Absolutely. Oh, man. But no, I mean, this is, this, I mean, the, this topic, when we started talking about the excuses that we make, and I saw a couple of people say something similar on social. And I, re you know, and I know that I do this and, 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 and right. sort of like thinking about it hit me hard, but you know, I mean, I also right. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I don't, if there's another event, like let's say a friend is having some kind of get together and, um, I, you know, I have gotten, I've managed to get so far that I'm not telling myself nobody likes me. Maybe they've known me long enough that this small group of people, I know they, 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 they must uh, like me. Um, I will then just sort of like start to be like, 
sometimes I'll just say things like, you know what? I just can't after today, or I don't have enough spoons left. I don't have, um, you know, I, mm-hmm. it's usually about being tired though. That's where, that's where I go. Oh yeah. Tired. Yeah. Usually I use tired. Um, you know, I, I think a few times I've had that thought going through my head. Like I've said, I, I've, I still have it to this day, but one thing I, I try to remind myself is it's not exactly the greatest reminder. It's not very strong, but I just remind myself, you know, you don't quite know necessarily know 100% that these people just don't like you. They don't want you around because you're not around as it is. <laughs> so they don't really know anything really that much about you. Right. Cause I realize how much I'm not in the social sphere, right? I, I a lot of the times where I see people making plans, and I'm thinking, oh, I really would have liked to have been invited to that. There's that loneliness part of you, right? But then suddenly I go, well, hold on a second. They don't even really know you. You don't even go out. What the heck? I mean, there's also like, oh, sure, I would have been liked to be in, invited to that, so that I could make an excuse later and not go. <laughs> exactly, like the <laughs> you know, I, I just I'm yeah. too tired. I ran out yeah. of spoons. Yeah. I'm going to steal that Phil. Um, Good job. No, I mean, that's uh, there, there are all kinds of stories that, that we tell ourselves. Mine just tend to be not kind to me. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know, the thing is that like a lot of times uh, I, I, I had to think about this. Uh, have I, have I ditched out of an event and had FOMO after? Have I had that whole like, Oh, oh I really liked to have been there. Absolutely. It's amazing how seldom I actually get that. <laughs> oh, man. I get FOMO the entire time. I'm like, I hate that I missed it. Like when the when the fringe was going on and I was not going to these events and there were pictures. And like, I remember one of the fringe artists was like, you should have been there. There was like, everyone was getting drinks for free. Oh, we yeah. were laughing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, of course. And let me guess, Beyonce later showed up. Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Um, in, in terms of, in terms of, do you, I mean, the, the stories that we tell ourselves, they change over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the ones that are the, I think if you're going to tell yourself a story to get out of going to an event, mm-hmm. the best one that you can tell yourself is that you just don't feel like it. Yeah. That's, that was I mean, the most honest answer. And that's, I mean, but that's, that's not one of the ones that you like. That's not the one that you would tell the people who are hosting. Right. I think you should be. Like, honestly, as an introvert, you should be able to say, look, I just didn't have it in me. You know, I think as of recently, I've started being more honest with people and saying, you know what? I just, it's not that I didn't want to go. It's that I've just been working. I commute. I don't have a car. So it just kind of makes it tiresome when I get home and I have to think about getting ready. When am I going to leave? What am I going to wear? Like, it's just that already is exhausting. Mm. So I've just found more polite ways of saying it to hosts, you know, anything simple as, you know what? I really wanted to, but it's just been such a long day. I have run out of energy, but I would love to make it up to you only to then cancel at that time. Well, of course. Yes. But (laughs) I mean, of course. So, uh, oh man, okay. And I know this this friend is listening to this podcast probably right now. But wow. anyway, I had a friend. They they had a they had a birthday party mm-hmm. um, this past weekend. And you know what? I really like this friend. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a good friend. We've been friends for years. They're the kind of person that when I see them, I get you know, it's like you get super happy when you even you run into them on the street and you're like, now my day is made. I met this person, right? 
Um, but their birthday was this weekend and it was sort of like they were having a bunch of people over and I didn't know how many, it wasn't even on Facebook. It, they sent an email, so I couldn't actually see how many people had clicked going. Um, and because of all of that, I, I just sort of, I didn't respond to any of the emails. Phil. So I didn't commit to going. Oh my gosh. So that I could more easily bail on the party. <laughs> Phil. This, this might be the episode that where people are like, you know what, Phil talks about how he, maybe he seems like an asshole. Maybe he actually is. <laughs> I know. This is like where suddenly our Facebook friends have dropped in numbers. <laughs> yeah. With some of the people are like, oh, I see. I, I, all right, guys. I get it. Yeah. yeah. We've lost so many Twitter followers now. I mean, the, the thing is that, like, I gen- there are people there that I who who said they were going that I genuinely like. Right, of course. And if it was like, if it was like me and my friend and two other people who were going to be there, I'd totally be up for that. Hey, hey, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> but this looked like it was going to be like not a wild party, but there were going to be a bunch of people there. So oh, yeah. I was like, of course. I mean, so my question for you. Have you, mm-hmm. uh, what is the most, if you have one, what is the most outlandish of an excuse you have ever given to not go to an event? Outlandish. Yeah, outlandish. Just, you were just so, you you had nothing left to say but this excuse. Um. See, the thing is that, like, I usually try to go with ones that are plausible. <laughs> um. So I don't go for, like, Anything that's like wild or crazy, because people nobody would believe if I was like. So, I was, I was, I was at the gym. <laughs> Number one, nobody's going to believe that. Or if it's like <laughs> I was doing a wall climb, or whatever, right? I mean, nobody's going to buy that. <laughs> um, I have claimed to have thrown out my back. Okay. Um, I have claimed. Now there have been times when I have thrown out my back, so nobody actually knows. Like which time I was making it up to get out of a commitment <laughs> and which time was true. Um, but also I, I have, you know, I've just claimed sickness. Okay. I feel a cold coming on. I don't feel so well. Um, cause I, I don't go for the, the big outrageous mm-hmm. cause that's just a bad idea. Right. I really wish I could go back in time and tell Jess not to make those rookie mistakes. Because uh, I used to- what, what did you do, Jess? Oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe the excuses I used to come up with. I was not subtle at all if I didn't want to go to something. The worst. Are you ready for this? I am so ready for I this. I invite anybody. and No, nay. I challenge you to use this excuse and see if it works. <laughs> okay, brace yourselves. It's going to be a cold one. All right. <laughs> I was supposed to go to this party, shocker, and I didn't want to go. And I told these people that I was already leaving the house. I'd be getting in my car. I'll be there soon. I hadn't even put pants on. Didn't even want to go. I was just, I was like, okay, I'll think of something, but I'm supposed to be there apparently in 20 minutes. I had, <laughs> I had 20 minutes to prepare for this excuse. So they ask, are you coming? Where are you? And I said, you know what, dude, I can't come. I just had the most shocking experience. So I had to stop by the gas station 
and I'm going to pay for gas when suddenly someone starts getting in my car. And I'm thinking, who is this person? So I go get this person out of my car. We start having this yelling fest. I had to call the police. They tried stealing my purse. They were trying to bang at my, I went on this whole fight and that people were showing up and there was like, I almost fist fought somebody. They, they ate it up. They ate that up right up. Do I not win the award? Can I have an award? I, I, (laughs) I I was 18. Okay. There is so much in that story. There was dialogue. There were like I even had like the policeman's name. I had everything. I concocted this web of lies all just to get out of this four hour engagement with my friends. That's the <laughs> the the effort that that took because I I know that. A simple not feeling well or too tired could have more easily got you out of that whole thing. Could have sufficed, literally. But no, you had to go and write a novel, an implausible novel of an excuse to get yourself out of going to a party with your friends. And I don't know who to be more disappointed in. You for telling the story. Or your friends for eating it up. Phil, I'm crying right now. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. My That's why I have reverted to honesty. I just couldn't keep up with these stories. Did you only do that once? Please tell me you only did something like that I, I did it twice. I did it twice. <laughs> I will. A different story the second time, I hope. Oh, the second one, the second one was... <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you ready? I don't know. It might top the first one. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> My friend's house caught fire and I needed to be there. The thing about it is that this is an easily verifiable story. <laughs> And you feel it was a small town. <laughs> I don't. I, I just went on and on about how this friend really needed me. She was. She was. Just, did your did your, did the people know your friend, or is this a fictional she, friend? She went to a different school. You wouldn't have known her. Oh, one of those. <laughs> Was there a different school in your small town? Uh, there, there's quite a few schools, but uh, this this particular friend went to the one that was in uh, Niagara Falls. Uh, so oh, just just the next town right. over, in fact. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what's the sad part? That excuse was. Can in- we can we talk <laughs> about the fact that there's more than one part that you're calling the sad part? Here? What's the sad part? This is gonna try. This is gonna triumph. It was within the same year of that first excuse. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 18 was a rough year, okay? 18-year-old Jess, I am... Yeah. Uh, I'm shocked at the level of of 
no, first off, I'm impressed with the level of creativity. <laughs> so, you know, A plus for that. Oh my god. But gosh. also, um wow. I you know, I just I just didn't understand the fact that people would be okay. And here's my big lesson. If I could just pass on anything, you fellow creative people out there, people are more okay with you being honest and saying, I don't want to go out versus them being worried for your physical safety at a gas station. Well, that I mean, ultimately, oh. it's better that they just understand that maybe you're too tired to go out. And you know what? Sometimes I've said that. I've just said I'm too tired. You know, it's just the amount of energy it took to make that story. I might as well have went to that four-hour engagement. Oh, my God. You must have been spent after telling that story. I, yeah. I, I just... I don't know what I did after. I think I shocker. I think. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I love this episode. Have you ever, I mean, have you told aside from like when you're, we've, we've sort of discussed like the, the, the unkind things Mm -hmm. that I've told myself and you sort of alluded to the things like, do you only, are you only unkind to yourself for your reasons not to going, the things you tell yourself, not the things you tell other people, but the things you tell yourself when you're going to like an industry event, or do you do that like for parties with, with large groups of people who are supposedly friends? Oh, when like, okay. So am I only unkind to myself for one of these situations or both? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, I would say it's mostly for uh, networking events Hmm. or any, yeah. Anything involving my arts career. Um, just because of how, how sometimes I distance myself from the industry altogether. Uh, like when I take breaks or, you know, because of my, my job, it it pulls me away from my career altogether and I'm stuck in my day job. I would say that that's where the inadequacy really kicks Mm -hmm. in is because, you know, you see other artists who dedicate themselves seven days a week to this. This is their passion. This is their livelihood. And I want to be with those people so badly that, you know, mm. I want to do that too. Right. But just because of my, my, uh, my own circumstances, I can't. So I would say that's maybe where I start to be unkind to myself. I know one mm. thing that I kind of say to myself is you just don't have it in you to do what they do. Do you? Mm. That's the most, yeah, that's not a very nice thing to think about yourself. And so I've started to catch myself saying it and I have to say something out loud about it, you know, just to fight that it will say something like, you know, it's really cool of me that I'm taking the time to actually go to this event in the first place to try and fight my way back in, right. you know, give yourself that little pat on the back and tell yourself that, you know, it's, it's a good thing that you're doing this. You're doing yourself a favor because mm. I know I'm trying to fight against that feeling. I know that I'm trying to get back into something that I love and it takes a lot of effort, especially as an introvert and especially as somebody with social anxieties that can stand with a group of people it, it, fellow artists and think, you know, I think they're probably wanting me to go. Do they want me to go away right now? Like mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort. So I've had to start fighting against that feeling for the sake of my career. The thing is, the thing about negative self-talk is that I find that it's, it comes from a place that you don't even think of. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you like, if you were thinking, if you're thinking logically, do you agree with it? Like, like when I think about like the times that I've told myself that, 
you know, there's no point in going to that party because nobody really likes you anyway. Mm -hmm. Do I actually think that? No. Like thinking logically, no. But there is something about that that voice inside that um, can really convince you, mm-hmm. or really is managing to convince me that um, that 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 the the people who are at this thing don't like me. And you know, there. I mean, sometimes it's like an industry thing. There's a couple of events that I I, I have enjoyed going to um, that are like they're just sort of like get-togethers where we'll read some new work. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of set up, you know, there's like a stage, you know, we'll do like people get up and read uh, a section of a new of a new play or whatever. And it's when I'm going to those that, and, and well, that's one of the instances where I really can convince myself that the people there don't don't like me. Yeah. Uh, and but also I've done that for like larger friend parties. Mm-hmm. Like not really close friends, but like. There's here's a here's an event here's a party and I've told myself, and that voice just comes out that voice from when my self esteem was was super low. Um, it's a learned thing that 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 there's no point in going. Why would you go to a thing mm-hmm. where nobody likes you? See, I actually did believe it for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think that's what created the initial distance away from the industry altogether. Um is I, I truly believe that, you know, you really are not that talented. You probably shouldn't mm-hmm. do this and leave it to the people who clearly yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I had to really work myself up to not believing that anymore and seeing it as the lie that it is. Cause it's just, you know, uh, it's just this little puppet master in the mm-hmm. back of your head and you're right. It is a learned thing. It just takes that one little lie of a, a seed of a lie just in the back of your head for you to do the rest of the work. All of that is you afterwards. And it's what you're believing. And it's a fog that you put yourself in. And suddenly you're questioning, am I even passionate about this anymore? Do I have what it takes? Am I just wasting my time? But then when I, now that I'm in my, the, you know, the place that I'm in now mentally is, you know, give yourself a break. You don't talk to these people regularly. You don't know anything about yeah. them. And I found out when I was on, like when I was in doing the Ottawa Fringe uh, last summer, I found out there was another introvert on the circuit. Not to say, you know, that there was just one, but it was just, I found this other introvert who kind of felt the same way and expressed it in his show mm. that he has these feelings that it's like, you know, it's nice whenever you see a group of people laughing, but you remember that you're not even a part yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and you just feel that loneliness sinking in. And it's nice. To, you need to remember other people. This is, this feeling is not solely you. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one that's thinking this and the rest of the world's having a joke without you. Yeah. It's you no, know, you're just on the outside looking into a group of people that you're more than welcome to go and join. And so what if they think that, so what? So what? You're not perfect. Not everyone's going to like you, but they're not going to say anything to you. Ignorance is bliss in that case for me. And that's as much as some people may not like to think of it that way. I'm an honest person now, now <laughs> with my, <laughs> now I am, <laughs> but I, I need that sobering mm. thought because it actually pushes me into a place of truth as to oppose of keeping me in this place of a lie, which is nobody likes mm. you. 
You're not worthy to be here. Yes, I am worthy to be here. When I was in my first year of university and I was standing with these amazing, talented people on stage, I got there too, just as much as mm-hmm. they did. So I deserve to be here too. Yeah. It's, it's the, the interesting thing for me is the times when I've been able to overcome it and the, the thought that the people at the event or party that I'm going to don't hate, like don't actually like me is not enough to keep me in the inside. Right. And to keep me staying at home. And when I can combat that and actually get out the door and start going, I'm combating that story the entire way there in through the door until I take off my coat and probably even, even, even maybe even through most of the event. And I, it's, it's one of those. Yeah. It, it just, that's the story I tell myself is that, it, and, and that's the most common one. I guess that's the, that's the more concerning thing. And that's why one, I want to ultimately start to learn to be kinder to myself um, yeah. because I, you know, we, we all have stories we tell ourselves about things that we can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't, um, oh, I could never, I can't, you know, I could never go to New York city, uh, for a vacation because it's just such a big city or whatever. I never, I get lost or whatever. All the things, there's all kinds of things that we tell ourselves and all these stories that hold us back. And the difficult thing is to legitimately, I think, ask yourself, is that true? That's right. Is it true? Is that, is that really true? Like if, and, and, and you know, the, when you're caught, when I'm caught in the throes of, I, there's no point in going to that because nobody likes you. Is that true? Mm-hmm. You're honestly just wasting a, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunity is knocking. And just how empowering does it feel when you're thinking that thing, that powerful thought that nobody likes me, nobody wants me there. And yet you still get your two feet through that mm-hmm. door, hang up your coat and be with these people. To me, that's very empowering. And I'm owning my space now because I'm still going to be here. You're not getting rid of me. Sometimes it feels good. And sometimes depending on the event, um, if it's already crowded when I'm there, I'm already regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. This is, you know what? Forget it. You guys have your party. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, and when, I mean, first off, um, I was raised to be early. Oh, like yeah. I'm on time, right? I'm on time, which means that I'm usually early. So I think I've mentioned before, like I'm going to, if you say the start, the party starts at eight, um, I'm already like on your street at like seven 45. Mm-hmm. I'm not walking up to your door. I'm probably walking around the block a bunch of times, depending on the weather, yeah. but I'm like in your neighborhood 15 minutes before, uh, because I have to be early for everything. And then when I go, I knock on your door and I'm okay. If I'm the first person there. And I'm okay if I'm the, within the first three people there because at least then it's a small group of people mm-hmm. and I can find some kind and maybe that's all I get when it gets too crowded, I'll be out of there. But for a little while, at least I was there and it was comfortable. So what did our lovely followers have to say about this one? So yeah, on social media, we asked, you know how it is, there's a social commitment and you said that you'd go, but on the day of, you start convincing yourself to bail. What are the stories you tell yourself that you use to get yourself off the hook for social engagements? Mm -hmm. Leah says, the weather is bad. It's raining, snowing, too hot, too cold. 
the buses are going to take forever. I have something else I have to do that I've been putting off that I can't put off any longer. I need to take care of my dog. She's not doing well. I've forgotten by the time I remembered it was two last minute. Oh man. She's got those in a hat. Oh yeah. Just totally pulled one oh, out yeah. of a hat every single time. I just want her to get like the, it's snowing in the summer. <laughs> just, just, challenge, oh my God. Just challenge. Oh my well. God. Just like the, the introverts, the introverts excuses card deck where you just <gasps> like reach in and you pull out a card and that's, you're not going to a party excuse. That's it. You have to say it no matter how bad it is. Yeah. You have no matter to. what you oh. have to do it. Man, that's like, that's something I would advocate. Like, that would be something I would do. Like, guys, it's really snowing bad. Jess, it's like 40 degrees out. Yeah, you have to commit to it. You have to commit to it, whatever it is. And one of them is like, is like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going in for a C-section and you're a dude. It's, I've been putting it off for too long. I've been putting it off for too long. I got to get this baby out of me. Oh my gosh. We have to develop this. Now. Yeah, we totally do. Oh my gosh. Um, so Amanda said, uh, she's, she's got a couple not feeling well, too tired, anxious, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> the haha needs to be in there. Just take know, your it's pick. Totally there. <laughs> oh, Sarah says my children were so fussy today. Oh, this is a good one. My son is teething and kept me up all night. I was up all night with IBS flair. No one is going to question that or nope. past a kidney stone. Ooh, both have actually happened in the past, but have used them as my excuses when they haven't happened. Okay. Okay. Uh, Emma Claire. Ooh, is that her actual name? That's beautiful. Yep. Oh my goodness. Pants. Am I currently, am I currently wearing pants? <laughs> I love it already. Will the event involve putting pants on? This is a big deciding factor. Girl, Listen, I hear you. We have, we have all, I have, okay. So on my side, I'm more likely to be like, listen, I'm already in comfy pants. Mm. I'm already in sweats. I'm not taking these off to put jeans on and go. Yeah, no, the drawstrings have been pulled. I'm done. Yeah. Once that, once that happens, no. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm a fan yeah. though of also saying I, my pants are all in the wash. I just put them in. That's, that's. Not a bad it's one. not a bad one. It's simple. Yeah. It's simple. And then they say, well, why not just wait till they dry? And here's the kicker. I don't put my pants in the dryer. True story. I don't put my pants in the dryer. I leave them. The other option, the other option, and I've encountered this one, the dryer is very slow. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It takes at least two cycles to give them a dry. Yeah, it takes yep. at least two cycles of like 45 minutes each to get dry. Absolutely. Otherwise I'm wearing, I'm wearing wet pants and nobody wants to wear wet pants. No one. So Allison said, nobody act- nobody there actually wants to see me anyway, has always been a favorite of mine. No, because that leaves room for argument. That leaves room for arm twisting and persistence. Well, this is not a this is this is not an excuse that she like tells people. There's a mixture here of excuses that people tell to other people. Okay. And the ones they tell themselves. Okay. Um, Emma Claire. She's currently, she's actually not telling anybody about, about pants. This is a thought process that she's ha- having on her own. Okay. And see, that's something I would say to other people. So mm. c- therein lies the confusion. <laughs> yes, I see. So, I mean, the thing is that like, I think for the most part, if, if somebody's like, listen, we're getting together tonight. Uh, do you want to come? And I said, huh, pants. Um, am I, am I wearing pants? Does this event involve putting pants on? Um, 
if I say that, they're going to be like, yes, stop being stupid. Put your pants on. But it's really, it's a, it's a story you tell yourself. For Allison, this is something that she tells herself. So she's being mean to herself. Look at that. She is. There was another response that came after that one that was a mm-hmm. response. And that was from Sue. And Sue said in response, um, my presence at this party will neither improve nor impact it. And so it's these are, again, unkind thoughts right. to have that you have for yourself that keeps you from going to the event. Okay. I get it. I do. I do. I would just like to be that little mama bear right now <laughs> and just say, I will beat up anybody who ever makes you feel that way. But then I realize that we also, we do that to ourselves though as well, where it's, it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we do it to be self-deprecating and funny. And, you know, like, I, like my best friend says all the time, like, well, I'm just, I'm just trash, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trash. And I, you know, there's times where I kind of cringe. I'm like, oh, come on, like, don't say that about yourself. Cause then you sometimes start to believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there's the, you just, you actually go to that place where you do start to become mean and think about, you know, things like, well, I'm, you know, my presence isn't going to really, really do anything to make it better. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, can I just say something to that? It's, yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Automatically, you change the presence just by being there. And I mean that in a positive way, because I guarantee you, someone is going to be so happy that you just walked through that door. I would just like to put that in there, because I've had to put the, tell that to myself sometimes going to a party. Mm. And tell myself, you know, someone's going to be happy that you're there, though, and stick to that person, because... You know, if you have, if you don't have them, go home then. <laughs> I guess the difficulty is convincing. Like if you're already thinking that nobody wants you there anyway, right. it's hard to think like, who is that person mm-hmm. who's going to be happy I'm there? Yeah. Because, you know, if you knew that person was going to be there, I've gone to parties with the, with the hope that, okay, what gets me there is that I'm going to get to see X. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and X is not there and X does not come. Oh, oh I've been there once. Right. And so, and it's not like X, like X said that they're going on the, on the Facebook event or whatever. And so you assumed that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hadn't seen X in so long. And so, so you go, but it's, it's, it's really more of a, yeah, it's, it's like, it, it's a self-talk thing. Mm-hmm. So who is like, who is that person that's going to be happy to see you? Right. If you don't, if you can't tell yourself who it is, it, it can be hard to talk your, to, to, um, convince yourself that maybe um, there's somebody there who will be glad to see of you. Of course. That's sad. Um, uh, well, I do want to address some of that. Like, let's go to the internet. Yes, to the internet. It did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. Um, just for interest, and I will link to this in the show notes, There's there was an article at shesaid.com called 23 Excuses Every Introvert Has Used to Get Out of Going Out. I don't want to go into them. But you know what? As I looked through it, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I haven't used that one. So um, I'm going to link to that and you can go through and enjoy that. At Live Well, Worry Less, however, there was an article called Being an Introvert Was My Excuse to to Disengage. Mm -hmm. And as part of it, um, she lists a number of lies that she told herself. Mm -hmm. I can't lead. I don't like being in the spotlight which was just her being afraid of publicly humiliating herself. Mm. Uh, I enjoy being by myself, um, which was when she's alone, she doesn't actually have to be on or prove her worth to anyone. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'd rather listen, which is um, afraid that when, you know, people won't care about what she has to say. Right. I only need a few friends, which means I don't want to be rejected. I'm more content to let others volunteer. I don't want to be the one to mess up. I prefer to keep my opinions to myself because, you know, you might laugh at me. I feel uncomfortable talking to strangers. I feel foolish when I don't know what to say. Uh, I avoid conflict, which is I don't know how to handle anger directed at me. I hate small talk. It makes me feel even more isolated, alone, and unknown. Mm. Uh, Oh, I hate small talk. We all hate small talk. We've dealt with that one. That's another episode. Um, But you know what? I think that when she says it makes her feel even more isolated, alone, and unknown, it does indicate, I think because it's so empty that for us, it does make us feel that way because it, it doesn't add to anything. And so if that's what's going on around us, right. yeah, we feel isolated. If everybody else is engaged in animated small talk, huh. Oh, yeah. No small talk. I mean, there's it's just something where it's just nothing wipes away my energy more than small talk will. Because mm. a lo- just thinking of other things to say is draining enough as it is. And I think my mood just goes down because of it. It totally depletes. Here's another excuse. Hmm. There will only be small talk at this party. Oh, yeah. The thought of that will make me decide that I am not going. Yeah, absolutely. Run for the hills, everyone. Like, yeah, I think that's enough to make me. You know what? It's kind of like on the I have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. That alone is a fear that runs through my head, too. Because it's like, you know, you don't really have anything yeah. to offer. Not like a, it's just like, a, you know, I'm too scared. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Um, there are two sites that I want to talk about for a second. Oh. Um, and there's these are there are just a couple of examples, um, and there are others. I only I only captured two, um, and I'll put the links in the show notes. And they are basically um, articles that are that boil down to either stop making excuses and stop being introverted, oh. or if you aren't going out with your friends, you're a shitty friend. Okay. And if you're an introvert who happens to be searching for things about, like, how do I stop telling myself these stories? These are things that will come up, mm-hmm. but they are not helpful. These are articles written by people who don't understand what introverts are. And one of them claims to be married to an introvert. Ugh. And is 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 saying this stuff. And this is bullshit that is written from somebody who doesn't actually understand the introvert mind. And because of that, they just want to make you feel like garbage. Yeah, they're the kind of people that when they don't understand something, it's, you know, if they only just thought my way, the world would be a lot better. And yep. it's it's not a nice thing to think. It's terrible because what it just says is I'm choosing not to understand you. I don't mm-hmm. want to know what's going through your head. I don't, I don't care. And to me, you are just making an excuse because everybody should be the same way. Everybody's social. Everybody wants to go out and do it. Just because you're a crappy friend does not mean that you have to take me down with you. That's right. Oh, gosh. I, that makes me so mad. <laughs> Yeah, and you you read those, right? You took a look at oh, those yeah. articles. Did you get did you get as angry as I did? I did. I think like my the pit of my stomach was just like, this has to be one of those ironic clickbait articles, right? 
And then it, it just wasn't. And it continued. And it was, you started to see like this, this shift suddenly into, am I, I'm sorry, who are you? And then the comments were outraged, rightfully yeah. so, which was, which was comforting. I, I didn't see very many people applauding this, but I just, no. I could, I thought this is something that is just made up. It, it couldn't have been this, this volatile. And it is, the word is volatile. Mm. Well, I mean, the thing is, then one of the reasons why these articles might come up and you you might end up clicking on them is um, one of them is called uh, introversion is a personality trait, not an excuse. And so you might go to that thinking, OK, yeah, no, I want to learn how to not make excuses about 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 going out. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is called introvert versus extrovert. The lies we tell ourselves and is by is from charisma on command, which seems to be selling something. So I'm not quite sure, but um, is like, it's really about like, stop making excuses. And that's basically their, their, their reason. Like that's what their solution. Stop making excuses. Stop acting so introverted. Just go out. Yeah. It's kind of like when people tell you to stop being depressed when you have depression. Right, because you know, that's super helpful. It's true. If you know, Phil, here's the thing: I should have known years ago that if I just smiled a little bit more, then my depression would go away. Oh man! Or, or yeah, you know what? When someone tells you, ask why you're so tired, and it's just you know, I don't know, I have no reason to be, and they're like, well, you should try sleeping more, and it's like, well, I think we've ranted enough about that. Yes, I mean, we could probably yes. rant about that for a long time, but let's move on to something, some super helpful more. stuff. <laughs> helpful thing. Um, Bustle.com had an article about how to avoid FOMO when you're an introvert, mm -hmm. um, which is really like, okay, so you decided not to go to that party mm -hmm. or that event. How do you keep from um, feeling shitty about that? Um, and they have a list of things. There's more to it, but things like utilize social media breaks. Like if you know that this thing happened. And if you see posts of it on Instagram, you're going to be like, Oh shit, I should have gone to that. <laughs> like maybe don't go on Instagram. Yeah. Don't, don't go creeping for things. And, and you know what we do? Like we don't go to that thing and then we go specifically to look for the photos of the event. And then we're like, Oh man, it feels so shitty. I should have been there. It looks so good. Um, yeah. Reach out to someone you genuinely like. And you know what? That's like, like when you're avoiding a big social event, Instead of isolating yourself at home, like there's probably somebody you that that you know that you really like that you could be like, hey, you doing anything tonight? Yeah, there you go. And yeah, they, they'll you know you can get together with them, and then you're fulfilling like the social aspect without having to go to some big event. Yeah, and that's just it. You've got something that made not to say that distracted you from this event, but it's just. It's it's something that's actually engaging you. Just remember that. That's engaging. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, love yourself. I mean, honestly, if you're telling yourself unkind things, like me, like Allison, like mm -hmm. Sue, um, love yourself. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, let go of your preconceptions, such as nobody at that event likes me. <laughs> yeah, Phil. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Don't wait for a special occasion to do the things you enjoy. Hmm. So yeah, so there was this event and a lot of big things happened in this event and maybe you would have had fun. And maybe you would have done like, but you know, you don't have to wait for the party to dress up. Like why not wear your favorite 
going out outfit on a Tuesday. It's so true. I am guilty of bumming around every time, everywhere I go. And I give myself the excuse, well, it's not that kind of occasion. And meanwhile, I don't feel that great about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, like, I'm not saying let's be vain. There's a difference between just having that confidence in yourself and that little self care. Go dress up, go do something nice for yourself. And last of all, don't feel guilty about your introversion. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this so many times about how, you know, it's an extrovert's world. Yep. And we are so frequently made to feel guilty about being introverted. It's a personality trait. It is an accepted fact of of the psychological world that there are extroverts and introverts. And yes, there are levels of extroversion and introversion and there are ambiverts, but these are accepted things. They're real things, not made up things that only exist in your mind. That's right. You don't have to feel guilty about being an introvert. Absolutely. Love thyself. So um, on introvertdear.com, which by the way, I love that domain. So they have an article about negative thoughts ruining your life. Um, and so some things that I just wanted to, to grab from there um, about dealing with those negative thoughts. And that was like a, 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 a big thing for me because, you know, I was noticing like my negative thoughts. There's a few other people who mentioned their negative thoughts, the things they tell themselves to keep from going out, not necessarily the things they tell the other people. Uh, so start off with the fact that accept that negative thoughts will happen. Mm-hmm. While it's beneficial to focus on positive thoughts, an essential part of being mindful means accepting that negative thoughts will happen. They are perfectly normal and there's nothing wrong with having them. Okay. Next, get the negative thoughts out of your head. We tend to ruminate over negative thoughts and feelings that seem incomplete. While we can't control how another person will respond or what will happen tomorrow at work, we can control the time and energy we allow for those thoughts. Private by nature, we introverts tend to bottle up our negative thoughts and feelings, but if you're going to move past them, it's crucial to get them out of your head. Mm. Make the self-talk real by putting them on paper or speaking them out loud to a trusted friend. This will help you view it through an objective lens and ultimately make the worries seem less troublesome. The idea of doing this may seem intimidating, but the experience is actually very therapeutic. I can attest to this. I've done this and it's amazing to just sit there, get it out on paper, say it out loud. And and it's just, you're totally exiling those thoughts out. And it's mm-hmm. nice because once you see what exactly it is that's bothering you, it's so much easier to let it go. Uh, choose a time to focus on positive self-talk. Just as it's healthy to take time for negative self-talk, it's important to focus your energy on positive self-talk on a regular basis. I prefer to do this on my morning commute. I use this time to set my intention for the day and focus on positive opportunities ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even like getting a TED talk in there would be good. Mm. Mm -hmm. And lastly, breathe. As someone with an overactive mind, meditation has never come easily for me. However, I recently learned a technique that's helped me stay focused. This breathing exercise can also be done during a quick work break or anytime you feel stress creeping in. Set a timer for the amount of time that you want to focus on the exercise. One to five minutes is a good starting point. Take a deep breath. When you exhale, slowly begin to move your thumb along the bottom of your pointer finger, starting from the bottom. Continue exhaling until you've moved your thumb entirely up and down your pointer finger. Repeat this exercise until the time is up. Focusing on this hand gesture 
helps the brain focus on something other than the breath, which makes it more difficult to get distracted. It also ensures that you're exhaling for the appropriate amount of time. Many of us focus on a deep inhale, but not a deep exhale. And as I, I included that because as somebody who like when somebody says like, listen, what you need to do is meditate, man. I'm like, fuck off. I'm not, I get super skeptical about the whole meditation thing, mm -hmm. but I can understand breathing. Yes. Yes. Breathing is a very, very big key for settling down anxious thoughts. It, it, it just levels off like the, the oxygen that you need right now in this moment to calm down is crucial. Breathing is crucial. Sounds so weird to say that. But you know, the thing is that like when, and you know, I remember this in, in from, you know, to go back to theater school for a second, how many people, and I see this every day, how many people breathe um, just at the top of their chest? Right. Right. Instead of getting, uh, they're not using, yeah. And they're not using their whole lung. Like they're just holding everything with all their tension just at the top of their chest rather than letting it drop down, which is where the anxiety stays. If you just hold it in the chest, that's where anxiety lives and that you can't really get rid of it until you start to deep root to breathe really deep. Yeah, especially when they lift their shoulders up too. That's how you know they're cramping themselves in, right? There's a mm -hmm. reason that we spend mm -hmm. so much time focusing on breathing, right? It's it's crucial on yeah. stage, but I, I yeah. mean, you know, anytime like I um, you know, being transparent and open here, when I've spoken to, you know, my counselor recently, she always asks, "So, what sort of breathing techniques have you been trying out? Uh, is there one that you're sticking to right now? What have you been doing to make sure that you're breathing because of anxiety?" or any sort of negative thought can just rid of that oxygen. And that's where a lot of panic can set in. And, and I have to remember to do those breathing exercises. And, and there's pl a plenty on the internet that is at your fingertips. Definitely get some breathing in there. But yeah, meditation yeah. I, I'm careful with because I find emptying out your mind for a minute can allow a lot of negative thoughts to creep back in. And when you're getting mm. into that place of mm. focus, that's not exactly a door I want to open. So have we learned anything today? Aside from the fact that you used to put way too much effort into the into into not going to, to parties you didn't want to go to. Yeah, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> be honest. And you know, I, I'm this podcast has been very helpful for me as well because as much as I don't want to go out be for many reasons, hearing you talk about how negatively you, you can think of yourself sometimes reminds me that I do the same to myself. And I think I need to be more honest about that. Um, and ask myself, why is it that I'm getting this negative feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Being honest, putting it out there helps me determine if I really want to go to this event or not. And, and just right. tell them, tell the host straight up. Don't, don't talk about a fire. <laughs> don't, don't, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I think for me, and I, I'm going to continue on on my or my beginning of the year thought about being kinder to myself, being more asking the question, is that true when I'm having negative thoughts? Mm -hmm. And when you're in the middle of it, it is so difficult to ask that question mm -hmm. um, and to answer it, honestly. Um, it's sort of like, 
because you know in in yourself like you you can lie to yourself but if you have somebody around you that you can that that you can talk to having them say is that true you can't lie to them right because as soon as they say is that true now you have to now you have to actually examine it whereas when you're caught in the negative thoughts the when you're asking yourself is that true you can get caught in it but if you say it out loud mm-hmm. like say the negative thought out loud like that article suggested yep and then out loud, ask yourself, is that true? Yeah, exactly. You, you're for, whenever you're saying it out loud, it's you're forcing to give that sentence some weight now and, and some stakes mm. into it, right? So, yeah. and, and now you really have to own up to it because, frankly, a lot of the times when we don't say it out loud, it's in our head. Again, it allows that little seed to grow and grow and get bigger. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly our minds are just doing the rest of the work after that. We're, we're just yeah. allowing it to grow. So saying it out loud, ends that seed right there, roots are gone. Absolutely, because you can you can spin something around in your brain so many times, but saying it out loud makes you confront it, I think, in yeah. a way that like just sort of holding it in your head as a nebulous as a nebulous thought. Yep. Uh, doesn't. And I think asking yourself too what you really need in that in, in that moment. Do I really need to go out right now? I find that's a valid question for myself only because it's, do I really need to go to this networking event? Yes, you do. Why is that? And I I need to tell myself exactly the reasons why I need to do this because again, I'm holding myself accountable now. I I would have to, I would add to that, that, that just thinking that isn't enough. Mm -hmm. You need to vocalize it either to yourself or to somebody else because when, when I'm faced with like going to an event and I think to myself, do I really need to go to this? Nah. You know, it's really easy for me to be like, I don't got to go to that. So like, do you, have um, you ever done like a list or something like, a, okay, why do I need to go and actually write it out or say it out? No, I haven't. But that's like a really good idea because, because, you know, if I'm already thinking I don't want to go, then all I have to do is try to justify exactly. that. Exactly. Right. I just need to justify why I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I need to do is like try to be justifying why I need to go. 